0: So today Dee, Dee and I talked about the marriage retreat that we hosted just last weekend. It was really interesting the responses that we got for people that came to the marriage retreat, but people that didn't think it was for them. Is a marriage retreat for you? Well, tune in to hear more about what we have to say about that. And at the very end, you'll get to hear about a special gift that's available. Welcome to Live Your Design.
1: So we are back in the studio recording, and this past weekend we hosted the marriage retreat that you've heard us talking about, the Live Your Design Marriage Retreat in Charleston. It was fantastic. Dan was our speaker.
0: It was fantastic, and I love, I've gotten really good feedback. So not only did you and I think it was fantastic, but I have, um, I think there's a lot of great conversations that happened between couples because of the time that we spent together.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was really fantastic. Dan Murdahl was our speaker. Mm -hmm. He did a fantastic job. We touched on forgiveness, communication, intimacy in different areas. And it was really helpful. But there were two things that stuck out to me before we went on the retreat or while we were on the retreat. And I thought, I think maybe we need to talk about this. So there were two comments that were made that just kind of Stuck in my head. The first one was a lady told me I could never get my husband to go on a marriage retreat because there's no way he would talk about his feelings all weekend. Mm. And I thought, who would talk about their feelings all weekend? (laughs) Nobody (laughs) would want to do that. So I felt like there's this misconception around. like a stereotype of what
0: a marriage retreat would look like.
1: yes. Where does that
0: come from? And
1: when she said that, I just envisioned people sitting around couches all weekend talking about their feelings and crying. And I thought that would be terrible. And then on the way home, I thought about how much laughter there was Mm -hmm. during the sessions and in our free time.
0: Yeah. So I had some conversations with people ahead of time encouraging them to come. And there were some clear, like, no way. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what you're talking about. So that's so funny. I'm trying to decide where that would come because that is not at all my reaction to it. Right. My reaction is, heck yeah, I'll get away with Ben and hang out and be able to just love on him for the weekend because yeah. you know we've got four. We've got four kiddos, only three living at home right now because I have one in college. But my time to just focus on him is. It's very little. like mm-hmm. I have to be really intentional about taking that time away. So to me this is like an opportunity
1: to go and right. just
0: just hang with him.
1: So I have some great content, great information about where how can you make your relationship stronger? How can you increase intimacy because you don't want to wake up one day and look across the table at your spouse and say, I don't even know who you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the fact is, the person you married is not the same person you're married to today because people change. Life changes and life makes us change. Yes, and there's so the often that we change. stop
0: connecting about who we are and what we want and what we're dreaming of because we get so engrossed in... Our jobs and parenting. And honestly, even sitting down that very first night of dinner, which we had some great meals together Mm -hmm. with great fellowship time um, in community. And there were so many couples that came together that didn't know each other that I think that new friendships were formed. But also it was fun how we were able to see how many people found connections amongst each other that they came from different areas or different walks, but they had connections and then that slowly just that made an easier way to be able to um start start conversations but that very first night one of the things what is one of the things that we're talking about every table parenting like Mm -hmm. that was one of the things Mm -hmm. that immediately people were able to connect with the thing about that is because we're so engrossed on a daily basis with it that that's that's also what it tends to consume a lot of marriages They are so consumed in the daily running to soccer practices
1: and the dance routine, The logistics of being parents. Yes. Yeah.
0: And the problem, like if there's school issues or just all the things to work out or behavioral issues. And the connection of the two parents get lost during that time that they're working out all the life issues with their children. So in the first night, that was one of the... That's what conversation was going on in a lot of those tables is just about parenting. And then we started just, I think through the weekend, we started talking about us. And,
1: okay. and we had
0: some good conversations about marriage that came after the sessions when, when we were gathered with the people.
1: Yeah. And you know, one thing too, I think it makes it easy to hide behind the struggles you're having or the doubts you're having in your marriage when you can hide behind the children's schedules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The other comment that somebody mentioned to me was said to them when they said they were going on this retreat, somebody said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys were having problems. (sighs) She was like, (laughs) we're not. That's why we (laughs) go to these retreats. And they try to go to one every single year. And the, the reason they came to the one you and I hosted, which was the first one that we had ever hosted with Live Your Design, was because um, the one they typically go to was canceled mm-hmm. for COVID situa- issues. Um, I don't remember where they were having it, but they couldn't have it this year. They would travel away to go to that one. And so um, she said, I knew I could come to this one so we signed up to come. And when she said, we go every year. And it's, it's strange to me that people just think when I'm, having mar- when I'm having a real big problem in my marriage, that's when I need to go on a marriage retreat. Mm-hmm. And I would say to that, if you are having a huge struggle in your marriage and you think a weekend marriage retreat is going to resolve it, you may be disappointed because it's probably not going to be resolved in a conference setting. You may need to go to counseling, mm-hmm. which Dan Murdo is a counselor. He's a marriage counselor, and we intentionally brought him in to be our speaker to be a resource to the people who were attending if they wanted to pursue that with somebody they now know somebody they could talk to. They've made a connection with him. They know he's not weird, you know, and he's not going to make you say, tell me all about your feelings today. <laughs> um, so I, I think one is understanding the purpose of what these types of events are for.
0: Yes. So that was another Comment that was made to me early on is they said, "Can I still?" Somebody asked me, "Can we still go if we're not in a bad place?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" That's why you come, yeah. Um, so you
1: can and, stay in a good place. You know, one of the
0: things. So my husband and I weren't in a bad place uh-huh. going, so we were one of those couples that showed up. But it it was so excellent for us. Mm-hmm. So this is this was our first marriage retreat, which is crazy to me, and I don't know why we haven't went to one before. I mean, I really can't even tell you. If, was there an excuse? did it not work in our schedule? I have no clue. But one of the things is on Saturday afternoon we had some free time just to walk mm-hmm. around Charleston, South Carolina and we were do we did it hand in hand, which is we very rarely walk hand in hand. and it's not because we don't like each other. It's really because I don't always I guess find it comfortable to have my fingers squeezed when I'm walking. I don't know what it is. like it's not it's not something I reject. it's just something that we don't do out of comfort even though we can walk side by side we've always had great conversations but i we were walking side by side holding hands and i had this moment of just thank you lord for this weekend because although we were never in a bad place we still had some really good conversations that came out of this just some things they may be topics we've avoided or topics We haven't understood each other on, Mm -hmm. but when we were able to get in this group setting and we talked about some hard stuff in a very non-threatening way Mm -hmm. amongst everybody, just just the hard stuff that's in this world that most everybody deals with, then because we're bringing that stuff to light that tends to just get tucked because it's not fun to talk about it, then that even brought us to a, a place of... A little more freedom that then we're walking hand in hand like we're right, newlyweds right, along right. the street, and I really thought to myself, well, I wish more people were here to experience this." And although right. I think we had the perfect group size, I I, do too. I loved mm-hmm. everything about um the way that this weekend went. What I want, I want it for other marriages though, right? Because you did mention the one day waking up and looking at each other and. Being like, I don't even, I don't even know what I want to do with you. Like, I don't know if I have anything in common with you. Um, I don't feel a connection to you. That happens all the time. And a yes. lot of times it happens after the kids get to the point where they are not as needy anymore. So it's whether after they've headed off to college or even in those high school years when they're off hanging out with their friends, not hanging at home as much. And then the parents are left to be like, you know, what? What their focus of their life was, was around raising kids. And when those kids are not around, then they don't even know how to focus on each other.
1: And they might not even want to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it's easy to get to that level of apathy or contempt just out of um, like a lack of pouring into each other, a lack of attention to each other. And again, you are growing and changing And so if you are not growing and changing in this, at least kind of the same direction, what your passions are, then you're, you could find yourself on two different mountaintops, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or on two different islands. So you've got to find a way to come back and connect, but you have to be intentional about it.
0: I did hear from some couples and I, and I, and I feel like this would be something that Everybody can kind of think about, there were some people that said, I wanted to go. We just couldn't make it work. Mm -hmm. And I do understand that from the standpoint, if you had a commitment that weekend or um, if the finances are tight, maybe you needed some more time to save for something like that. Mm -hmm. But I also realized when I hear that from people that there's there's obstacles they see in the way that they don't have energy to try to figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, And because dating my husband or spending time with my husband is really important to me. And I tell my kids when my kids make a comment about us heading off together, that it should be really important to them that your mom and dad want to spend time together or working to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And so I think that over time they valued the fact that Ben and I just... We'll, we'll head off together, but it's not easy for me to, to get away. You know, mm-hmm. I there are challenges there. I just don't let obstacles get in the way, like because... It's a priority to, to me to make it happen. I made the huge mistake this time around that it was, okay, you and I have been planning this for how long? Mm-hmm. I didn't set up childcare. And actually, when I said something to you, <laughs> I don't know that you you were like, yeah, I better have some conversations
1: too. I don't know if you had your childcare. I had two different people that I assumed would be available, but I was like, I don't think I've actually had the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But in childcare, a lot of times is an obstacle for someone. Right. Um, But to me, I just knew that I would work it out. Like I knew that I would. Yeah, because you were hosting it with me. (laughs) (laughs) You had to be there. But I've done this even signing up for things, like going away with Ben, because I knew that that wasn't an obstacle that I was going to let and get in my way. Right. Um, But thinking about those things ahead of time, like getting away with your husband's super important. If you're in an area where you don't have family around, which that would be me. Our family is like 800 miles away that i have to rely on paying for child care or switch like having friends help me out which would gladly a lot of friends out there would gladly help out in those mm-hmm. cases especially for something that i'm going to get away and pour into my marriage like could we switch off kids yeah this time yeah mm-hmm. but But sometimes those obstacles actually shut people down and it's unfortunate instead of seeing them like, this is just something I have to figure out instead of this is something that actually stops me. And I did have a conversation with several people that this actually like some obstacles stopped them instead of became something that they were willing to work out.
1: Right. And you're going to have things you can't change and you have to be there and you want to be there. Like I wouldn't miss one of my kids activities. For that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would do is, if it were important to me, I would say, "Mm, I can't do that, but I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I would find another alternative to find a way to create time to spend time with Ken and pouring into our marriage. And I think that's what you're talking about too being an overcomer. What is the end goal? The end goal is to be able to focus on your spouse. And think about your future together. Evaluate where you are right now together. And it's so much more about your own heart necessarily than it is where your spouse is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you are going to walk away from an event like that. You should walk away from an event like that, having personal growth, having growth with the Lord, and having growth with your spouse. And so I I love these types of events. I love these types of weekends because it's not just about us. It's about the couples that we're connecting with. Mm-hmm. We need to have community with other couples that believe in marriage like we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, somebody was telling me this weekend about... um A man who had introduced another married man to some other woman. What? Why? Why would you do that? That that, That's a terrible idea. Those aren't your friends. Right. That's not who you want to hang out with. No. You want to make connection with people that have the same morals and same values that you do that want to raise your kids the same way you want to raise your children.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And so it may be that you have an opportunity in the future. Your church is throwing a marriage retreat or you see somewhere else and you take that opportunity. Like, let me encourage you to take that opportunity. But if there's not anything like that, that's available around you, I also want to encourage you that small groups that are available through churches where you can gather typically on a weekly basis. And again, immediately somebody's radar may go off and go, I can't make that happen. That doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense in my schedule. But again, those are one thing that Didi, you and I in our lives have always been very intentional about making small group happen because yes. we know the importance of community. Mm-hmm. But again, you're gathering. Most of the time there's different small group options. You can gather with other parents that are in the same stage of life that you are and be able to come together with community, be authentic, share, grow personally, together. Um, you're able to do that when you find that community. So if a marriage retreat right now is not something that is... Um, You don't see any availability around for that. Look at other ways that you can do the same kind of connecting or finding community. Um, It really is everywhere when you are intentional on looking for it.
1: But you may have to go look. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you could do right now is order the five love languages book and read that together. Do the quiz and understand what each other's love language is and then intentionally make re- make um, an effort to speak into their love language. Also, we have a deck of cards. It's a, it's a deck of cards that allows you to really love on your spouse well, and it speaks to all five love languages. So super easy, super fun things. It's like a daily little card you get to pull and then that day you each do that thing for each other. And it's just to increase intimacy and connection with each other, pouring into each of the five love languages. Because if you're really starved in one area, um, you start to not feel loved in that area. And that's one thing Ken and I were talking about on the way home, he said, what do you, because I made the comment that when you get negative filling up of one of your love language buckets, how detrimental it is. And he said, how could you get negative filling up of that? And I said, well, like if somebody's love language was words of affirmation and words of affirmation really spoke to them, words of criticism and critique are gonna hurt that person more Mm -hmm. than somebody who doesn't understand that as their love language. Uh, physical touch, and I said we talked about this when one of our daughters was little. Physical touch was her love language, and if you if you were to say to her, "Can you get off of me? You are making me sweat," or "Can you scoot over? Can you if you pushed her away, like physically put that separation, that's going to affect her heart more than somebody who that's not their love language. So okay. we had that conversation around it. So it could be that you're Actually, causing pain into your spouse's heart, and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, these cards are fun. They're really, some of them are silly, but they are for sale. You can go to our website and check them out, order them. We'll ship them right to you. Um, and we'll commit to pray for every couple that orders a set of cards over the next 30 days. We'll pray for you for 30 days from the time you get your cards. So, you can do fun things for thirty days and get prayer for thirty days. Win win. I love it. All right. Well,
0: I just hope this was encouraging for people to think, even if they so if they had those little voices that have said, oh, "Marriage retreats not for me," or mm-hmm. um, spending time together talking about marriage is something my husband would never want to do. To be encouraged that the more that we, where we focus, our energy is definitely what will grow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, your marriages are worth, worth the energy that you put into them.
1: Yeah, because they affect so much more than your marriage. Mm-hmm. Then the relationship the two of you have together, it's going to affect every area of your life, including your children. Absolutely. And their marriages for the future. Like this is a, the decisions you make today they're going to have a generational effect. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's going to affect your work life. It's going to affect your physical health. Truly, every area of your life will be affected by this. That's right. So love yourself and love
0: your spouse. So if you want to listen to more of our podcast, please go to www.liveyourdesign.life. And you can also find our deck of cards so that you can spend more time pouring into your spouse so that your marriage can be amazing. Have a great day.